0: Okay welcome to another episode of the Startup Psych podcast where we do interviews with Sacramento startup founders and innovators. Today I'm with Lei Wong.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: who is the founder of a startup company poised to make a real impact on uh, malnutrition in the world. So let's start off um, by having you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about your background.
2: Sure. Thank you Jeff. Um, my name is Lei Wong and uh, I am the founder and CEO of the Red Melon Company, it used to be called Fish Rock Laboratory and we renamed it to the Red Melon Company because the main product is the ingredients they extracted from Red Melon. Hmm. And Red Melon is the trade name that we came up with for a fruit. Um, the Latin name is Momodica cochinchinensis, Sinensis. And it's indigenous to Southeast Asia, particularly in Vietnam, um, where I came from. Mm-hmm. And the Vietnamese name is gut, and the name has some meaning in Vietnamese, but it has very little meaning in in English. And uh, and therefore, I rename it to red melon because the fruit is totally red, and it looks more like a melon than a gut.
0: So um tell us a little bit about the problem that you're addressing. Um we talked a little bit before we turned on the camera. Uh, malnutrition uh, is the main problem you're focusing on, right? Yes. Okay. And how does how does what you're what you developed with red Mail and address that?
2: Um let's go back further when I was a PhD student um at UC Davis and my dissertation focused mainly in uh, vitamin A deficiency disorder, which is very common in children in developing country and it's also linked with um, iron deficiency disorder or anemia, which is quite common in many part of the world and so those two problems to me can be called malnutrition, but it's it's hidden and what we call is a hidden hunger. I mean, children still can grow up but not normally when they're deficient in uh, vitamin A or iron. I mean, it's not an optimal condition and to me that's more important to have children or to have humans grow normally and to the full potential. Uh, potential. Uh, so my, as, uh, my, uh, my dissertation again focuses mainly on how to deal with this problem, mm-hmm. and, um, and I, I'm looking for a food-based solution, something to me that's more sustainable, something people can implement it. In their daily diet, mm-hmm. rather than an intervention.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. So um, you got you, you discovered this problem while you were getting your doctoral dissertation. Um, yes. Did you have the red melon fruit in mind when you discovered it or were you looking for general solutions and stumbled upon that, or how did the, how did the red melon come into play with that problem that you were looking for?
2: Uh you want to hear the long story. Sure. <laughs> long <version>. Sure. <laughs> so retinol and that's vitamin A uh-huh. is so important for normal growth, for reproduction, for vision, um, for uh, the immune system. Now it's very abundant in in food, particularly in meat or fish. Mm-hmm. But then the question is, why in why people still deficient of it? Mm-hmm. And the area, the region that I want to um, focus in, is where the prevalence of vitamin A deficiency disorder is about thirty percent, which is alarming. And so when I went there, that is northern Vietnam, I realized that the food that provides sufficient amount of retinal was not available to those people, mm-hmm. either in a highland, um, um, far from the ocean, or very poor people. Um, so my goal then, to see what is in their food source that they can focus in so that they can um, supply the the amount to prevent a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, intervention, to me, is what you can you deal with when the problem already happened. Mm-hmm. We rather to inform and to to prevent. Um, and if, after collecting the the food that they commonly eat, one food that stand out with red mouth, mm-hmm. that they can grow um, grow wild mm-hmm. in that area. And I grew up in Vietnam and have seen. Um, my mother using red melon to dye rice mm-hmm. uh, when I grow up, mm-hmm. and it makes the rice red and it's rich, it's oily. Um, now the question is, why don't people do that? And and that happened here too. Why the many food are very good for us, but we don't. Um, one is, I think for those people, the information is not there Mm -hmm. and also they rather focus their resource to something that create um, cash Um, (laughs) uh, and there's other priority in their life Mm -hmm. so uh, once I know that and I actually took the first red melon into this country with the permit Mm -hmm. to do the research and um, so I I did um, the validations of my hypothesis. Is this food, the richest source mm-hmm. of carotenoid, which is the precursor of retinol? Okay. And and that questions are easy to answer just by doing the analysis. Mm-hmm. You just analyze it mm-hmm. and you analyze it, that the richest um, source of beta carotene and you compare. And it turned out that it's so rich that I keep diluting it. And I compare with um, carrots, mm. with tomatoes, mm-hmm. with um, spinach. And I have a whole list of it. And it's, it's no comparison. Mm-hmm. This is just so rich that um, your, your hand will, will read red if you touch it. Oh, wow. Uh, so after that, my question would be would it be bioavailable? I mean, some food that's very rich in a certain compound, certain nutrient, but it's not uh, available. Your body for can't that. absorb it. You can absorb it.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's a, a totally different test. That's mm-hmm. called bioavailability mm-hmm. test. And I'm, I will spare you from all that. But that's um, with the collaborations of other scientists, we design the test to showing that how available it is, how bioavailable it is. And it turned out that. The fact that it contained the fruit contains oil and oil is the best vehicle to bring these oil soluble compounds in your body mm-hmm. make it a very bioavailable. And it's um it is a fruit, it's not a vegetable mm. type. So you don't really need to cook or to break it out like a carrot. Okay. And that make it so that you can retain the full concentrations of carotenoids without having to, to cook it. As mm-hmm. Such people can use it and just um, make the oil and then dip it, or okay. drizzle on the food. So, and the the oil help in terms of bring the, the nutrient to your body. Um, so your question. So and then the next question would be: Would people willing to eat this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out that it's, it is a cultural. People already use it. Um, that's when I grew up there, and I know that people mix in with rice mm-hmm. and they have it. Um, so it's
0: used in Vietnam and it's yeah, commonly used.
2: Right, and it grows also in other countries like Cambodia, mm-hmm. in Laos, in Thailand. Okay. Um, so the next question would be how can people have that all year round? Mm-hmm. Because this is all these three years out of the I mean three months out of the year. Oh, okay. Um, and that's when I decided I want to have come up with a way so I can extract that out from the food, keep it in the oil, mm. and so people can use it very much like olive oil. Okay. Um, so that brought me to another set of projects that I needed to do. So luckily I had the funding from uh, this research institution. Um, So I uh, devised the method and and have the household where they grow the food participate in that process. Mm -hmm. And then after they um, produce the oil, then we have them keep it there and then we see how long we'll keep, how people use it, mm-hmm. do they really like to use mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and the, the result was so positive that um, after that, I, when I came back to this country, um, I wrote up the, um, well, I finished my dissertation, mm-hmm. um, published a few papers, and decided to um, contact UC Davis and see if this is something worthwhile that people should part, I can patent it, mm-hmm. or you can patent it, so that people can be uh, licensed, it, and and that led me to forming my own company.
0: Okay, and what when did, what year did you did you form the company?
2: Um, I, I finished my dissertation in um, 1997, and but didn't form a company immediately after that. I became a consultant mm-hmm. for. Um, a large pharmaceutical company to bring out one product from it to the market and that's the PharmaNex and, and it is a successful project for PharmaNex.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, after that I f- I formed a different company um, mainly because of my the method that I use to validate the conversion of beta-carotene into retinol in infants um, using a method we call it Accelerator mass spectrometry, to me that's very powerful method and I thought this should be used in for early drug uh, development. So um, with a colleague of mine, we formed a company called Vitalis Science and that's the first company in Davis providing the service to pharmaceutical. Mm. And that took me about um, 10 years to bring that startup into... Um, a successful startup um, in company and eventually sold to equi which is a larger uh, company based in Germany
1: mm, okay
2: and at that point I decided for my own company and focus mainly in red melon okay
0: so um,
2: and that, that was in nineteen I mean, in
0: 2012 so you've got a company that's basically extracting some compounds or some nutrients from red melon is that in the form of supplements or are you you said it was an oil i think is that right yes okay so where is is that being sold currently in in stores in the u.s or uh, in the, around the world
2: um yes and no um let's see so the the model of a company as i see it now it's uh, business to business uh-huh. okay and there's four sectors that I, um, that I think the the um, the products can be applic- uh, applied to and one is um, the cosmetic um, market okay and one is the supplement market mm-hmm. um, and another one is uh, food and feed so that's for both the human and um, and including beverages as well, mm-hmm. and then another sector which is quite new right now um, is the CBD market. CBD. Uh, CBD is a compound from um, cannabinoid plant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, except the the CBD and um, the food, um, food and feed, which the oil and the powder from red melon can be used directly okay the other industry like cosmetic uh, actually the the supplement can be used also directly for the cosmetic and the cbd the oil can be used as a carrier okay and so it's more value-added carrier Mm -hmm. because it added a nutrient which is not in the product itself okay um so your question is, are those products in the market right now? We have done a market test um, with a small store, mainly local store in Davis. Okay. So because when I was there last year, uh, we're looking for distributors and industrial partners to be able to bring it to their network of okay. distribu- uh, distribution.
0: Is that basically what you're focusing on now for the startup is is distribution? I mean, you've got the, the science, you've got the product developed. It sounds right. like it's just a matter of distributing yeah. it and selling it? Right, exactly. Okay.
2: Yeah. The partner okay. who already want to, already have the distribution channel, already have their product line, mm-hmm. want to add it to their product line, either as a carrier or as itself, um, uh, another product. Mm-hmm in the same lines of product that they distribute um, and bring it to the market.
0: Okay, so that leads me to the question. I know you're part of the Fourth Wave um, Accelerator, uh, the first cohort uh, which is focused on female founders here in the Sacramento area. How has Fourth Wave helped you um, address that need and what has that been like participating in this first Fourth Wave cohort?
2: Um, Tremendously. It's um it's manifold uh-huh. um, most of the mentors are uh, veteran investors uh-huh. uh, and um, business um, women um, so their um, experience in many areas actually helped me um, a lot because uh, I think I can say that I understand Red Melon inside out. <laughs> You've got the yeah. science really right. <laughs> well. Right. But uh, in terms of um, <clears throat> um, operation, business operation, mm-hmm. um, how the investors would, would uh, from the investor point of view, uh, I think their mentorship uh, to me is a very um, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And also their connection, okay. uh, Tracy available he has connection in many areas in the um, CBD side and also um, in cosmetics, um, branding. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Has, uh, has that fourth wave experience helped to define the business model or the di- distribution model or di- oh, give you ideas for new ways to sell the product?
2: Um, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Um. So you're you're all. I think you said it's it's close to being done in November or so. What's um, what's next for Red Melon and fourth, and working with Fourth Wave? What's, what are some of the next uh, milestones for you?
2: Um, at, at this point, um, with the connection um, from Fourth Wave. I'm ready to make foothold into some other areas that I just mentioned, these different sectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will continue that connection and to firm up this partnership. Okay. Um, and we also looking into um, uh, signing up uh, with a team of advisors um, who's uh, worked with Hortway before. Mm-hmm. And um, And and to me, that's very important, which um, I think any startup um, should look into. um, Is one of the most important for me that, uh, as a a a business person, that I didn't think of before, is to form a good team, and uh, and that's I think with Fort Wave, I um, I finally see that, Mm -hmm. and also in the process of doing so.
0: Okay so um, what what are so what's maybe one of the biggest lessons learned in this journey with developing red melon and, and this business venture this latest business venture for you what's the biggest lesson learned that you've you've taken away from this
2: um, again forming a good team mm-hmm. supporter, a network mm-hmm. people familiar with your work mm-hmm. um, I think it's a scientist. I've been working more like in a, uh, in a vacuum. kind
0: of in a lab with exactly. heads down and yeah. mm-hmm. okay and yeah. you have
2: your own question and you try to you try to find a solution or validate it
0: mm-hmm. is that pretty common with scientists at UC Davis they're just so focused on their science that they don't really go out and talk with the business people and
2: um, yes yeah. however I see more and more um, um, Of of change now in in the climate in the business climate Uh um, at UC Davis so um, because of I'm not from the school of management or entrepreneurship um, um, department okay um, mainly in the science department and I see now that if there's a a, some sort of a a mingling or networking between people in a more uh, science focus area to start working with uh, others school or department that focus more on like, um, business mm-hmm. or application field uh, To me are definitely beneficial.
0: So a piece of what I'm guessing What advice would you give to other scientists at UC Davis or in a lab at some other research facility to go? How would how would you recommend going out and, and getting that business network and and forming that team. I mean, you obviously you found Fourth Wave, yes. but what about other people? What Any ideas how other scientists can can find that business component?
2: Um, I think just try to get out of your comfort zone. It's mm-hmm. um, difficult for me because um, it's interesting that when you are a scientist, uh, it's easy to share with other scientists about some sort of uh, invention mm-hmm. or, or, or some form you're thinking with you're thinking about, but when you wear another hat which is a business person, then the, the two of them are not very I, I think they don't mix well. The one is a profit driven another one is solution driven mm-hmm. <coughs> and sometimes the solution might not bring the profit to the business mm, mm-hmm. um, and I think i that's what I've been struggling with for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, you do want to share some of what you're thinking in your head in terms of um, s- uh, some method or process you would think about and then part of you as a business person said you need to focus more into is this going to bring the profit to your business. Mm-hmm. Rather than try to solve that problem okay. so um, I would say forming a team of partner who have a complementary skill set so you can work together and develop your idea into a successful business model to me that's very important
0: okay. So, final couple of questions, Um, if people wanted to find out more about Red Melon, your product, where can they go, Um, website, or social media, or is it on Fourth Wave, or how can people learn more about you and and what you're doing?
2: Um, The website um, will be launched shortly, I would say a day or two, Okay. and that'll be the redmeloncompany.com.
0: Okay. Redmelon.com? Company. Redmeloncompany.com. Yes and um, so launching soon yes okay
2: and uh, of course Fort Wayne too and we're going to have um, our uh, product uh, from the red melon um, I think incorporate with this wonderful chef from Le Deng, uh which is a uh, an event in Sacramento oh, okay but next I think on the 18th okay yeah
0: is that part of the farm to fork yes okay cool Yes. So will people will be able to taste it there.
2: Yes. Awesome. Okay. Yes. I'm very excited about that. All right. So, th-
0: what is the name of that again? Um.
2: Actually, David, you have it
0: here. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, women in food and ag. Women in food and ag. Sacramento celebrates our region's women in food and ag. So that's September 18th at 6 p.m. with a reception. Dinner at seven. Um, and that is hosted by Mulvaney, uh, BNL. Um, so let's see, is there a place? So just Google "women in food and ag" and you should be able to find out more about that.
2: Yes, I'm really looking um, forward awesome. to seeing all of you here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And cool. And tasting the wonderful red Malinois.
0: Awesome. So, any last words of advice or shout out to, to anybody or any, anything?
2: Um. Yeah. Just go at it. Um, be informed. Be positive. And um, you, know, put what you have in it because it's a fun ride.
1: Okay.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time and thanks for for tackling such a such an important issue.
2: Oh, thank you.